Anyone who's ever watched the Locked On Steelers podcast knows when we talk backup quarterbacks and the potential of them being starting quarterbacks, we got to bring Tony Serino on. My man has been the captain of the Landry Jones hype train, the Dublin Hodges hype train. He's even trying to be the captain of the Mitchell Trubisky hype train. But before we can get to anybody else's hype trains, the Steelers do have two quarterbacks that they're said to be bringing back next year in Mason Neroff and Dwayne Haskins. While they've been said that they'll give, be given a shot, and they did speak to Pittsburgh media on Wednesday, we got to talk about the reality of what it would be like if they started and what the actual expectations of Steelers quarterbacking will be in 2022. I'm Chris Carter, the host of the Locked on Steelers podcast. Doing that to me with, with to me today is Tony Serino. Let's get into it. You are Locked on Steelers. Your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Hit the like button if you're watching this video on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button to get all of our daily content on our YouTube channel. If you want to help us out further, go on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review with a positive comment, and you will get a shout-out at the end of the show. We got another one coming today. Joining me today for not a Tony Tuesday, it's time for a Tony Thursday because Tony Serino is in the building. How you doing, Tony? Doing well, doing well. Happy to be with you. Happy to talk uh, not about this game that just happened on Sunday. Happy to avoid all of that discussion and skip <laughs> right to what should be a fun offseason. I, I, before we get into the actual talk of backup quarterbacks, you yeah. were at Kansas City. I was. You were there to witness the mayhem. I want you to give just your general expression and feeling of what it was like in the moment when T.J. Watt picked up that fumble and started running to the end zone what was going through your mind and what was that atmosphere like? Uh, it was incredible. First of all, shout out to Steeler Nation for, for showing out to that game because there were it was it was 70-30, had to be 70-30. Wow. Uh, you know, with, obviously in favor of the Chiefs, but there were so many Steeler fans in that building. Our section was like 50-50. We were surrounded by Steeler fans, wow. my brother and I. Um, and yeah, you know, it's funny because before that, you know, every Steeler fan has the same thought. The reason why we all went to the game was the same reason. You were either going to watch Ben Roethlisberger's last game or we're going to watch his greatest upset. And we're all consigned to the fact that, hey, you know, it's not going to happen. Though. Come on. <laughs> can't, can't, this can't happen. And then TJ Watt picks up that fumble. And I don't know. I blacked out. I, I actually don't know what I did in that moment. I think I hugged every single – I might have hugged the Chiefs in that moment just out of just sheer excitement. Uh, that was the craziest thing. One of the craziest things I've ever seen live. Yeah, because I ever seen a fan of the same thought. It was like, I can't – nobody move. This might actually happen. Don't say the wrong thing. Don't look at the wrong person. Like, eh, we got to just have eyes on the prize here. This could actually happen. And then, you know, about 10 minutes later, about, <laughs> that all went away. That was gone. <laughs> but but we'll always, hey, Steeler fans, we'll always have the first, what was it? The first 20 minutes of that football game were unbelievable. I had a guy behind me after the first quarter. He said, he's looking at the stat sheet and he goes, man. The Steelers only have 20 yards. The Chiefs only have like 60. This game sucks. And I thought to myself, <laughs> no, 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 my friend. That's called Steeler football, baby. We're in. <laughs> okay, now that we got that, I, I had to get that experience from you. Let's talk about the topic of the day. Wednesday, uh, Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins, both had words with Pittsburgh media talking about 
uh, you know, the future of the Steelers organization. Everyone seems resigned to the fact Ben Roethlisberger is retiring. So Mason Rudolph's comments I thought were very interesting about he's excited to work with Matt Canada for another year. He's He likes what the ideas that he'll be bringing back with him. And then also he brings up how he said, I'm not going to have to step up, feel like I'm stepping on anybody's toes while working the offense. Tony, there has always been that sort of yeah. not great relationship between yeah. – Ben and Mason Rudolph. Ben loves Josh Dobbs. Ben loves Dwayne Haskins. Ben was cool with Landry Jones. He don't mess with Mason. And Mason is basically like, I don't mess with him either. I thought that response was interesting. And also him talking like, yeah, I'm going to work to be the starter next year. Everyone's kind of looking around like, no. Uh, yeah, maybe not Mason, but, you know, it's, it's nice to want things. His comments, though, you're right. His comments about how he's going to, you know, he, I'm going to work hand-in-hand with Canada. I'm excited. And he said, like, I'm not going to have the luxury of of being able to just tell the, the that, coordinator that, that I'm just, comment. you know, these are the, yeah, you know. Well, and look, and I can't really blame Mason. I mean, well, I can blame Mason in this way. Like, come on, man. Like, Ben is just literally just retired. Like, can you wait a little bit before we just go all <laughs> in on this guy? jumping on it. <laughs> and then, but, 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 let's not forget that it wasn't, what, two days after Mason got, got drafted that, Ben went on the radio and was like, I don't know why we drafted Mason. I mean, he set the tone. He set the tone <laughs> I mean, before yeah, anything exactly. else. Um, exactly. And, and, and to, to be, to, 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 so our listeners can understand if you missed this quote, the thing that Mason Rudolph said was, um, you know, it was uh, not being an 18 year established quarterback. I'm not going to get, have the luxury of saying, Hey, these are the concepts. Some of the concepts that I like that I want to be called. You don't have that much pull as a younger quarterback. And I get that. I'm fully going to surrender to what Matt wants to do and do the best job. Who is that a sign of Ben Roethlisberger wasn't doing what Matt Canada wanted to do this season? You know, again, interesting insight there about yeah. what the dynamics were because everyone, everyone assumed, oh yeah, he, Ben's just doing exactly what Matt Canada tells him, and that's why the offense thinks. No, there was definitely a lot of Ben Roethlisberger on the table there. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, this is yeah. I mean, like like Mason said, it's an eighteen-year guy. I mean, you're not going to come in and be like, all right, Ben, in your last year, we're changing it all up, baby. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> one thing I will say though, uh, if I never have to watch Mesh on third and fifteen ever again, I would be a very <laughs> very happy person. <laughs> just just so, all those short crosses. It never works in that neither. Like I, I don't. No, I, it's I, just, it's, I, I look forward to never have to deal with that again. Yeah, I think that if if the one good thing we get out of this is that we're never going to watch that again, um, I'll okay, I'm good. Oh boy. <laughs> um, that being said, also Dwayne Haskins spoke about it, just basically saying, you know, I look forward to being able to compete. I always wanted to be a starting quarterback. He said all the right things. Um, but I did think it was funny. Uh, seeing Steelers fans being like, "Shut up, Mason!" But Dwayne, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But I, I, but oh. honestly, right, right. It's like he could be in the future. No. But 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 in all reality, I mean, Tony, we, we saw what he had in preseason, and I'm not saying Dwayne Haskins can't get better and is doomed to never be a starting quarterback in the NFL sure. again. But but I mean, I, you have to be like any reasonable fan has to be looking at this situation, or analyst has to be looking at the situation, and saying. Neither of you, like Mike Thomas said, neither of them have earned a starting quarterback position. You no. get a chance to come back next year, compete in training camp just like anybody else. And because there's no established franchise quarterback, you'll be in the running. But I fully suspect there to be some serious competition thrown in there that's going to push both of those guys, if not surpass them. Yeah, the competition is going to be if it's between Mason and Haskins, then it's a competition for which one of you guys can get us closer to <laughs> Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. Because let me tell you, 
Let me tell you something, fans. The 2022 quarterback class, not so good. The 2023 quarterback class, oh, there are some names in that one. Check out Bryce Young's CJ Stroud tape on YouTube. Yeah, those are those are some tapes to watch. Yeah, you know, Chris, I, I when when this all happened today and, and they were talking about, you know, Mason versus Haskins for the starting quarterback next year, I actually thought to myself, I thought, should I go back and like rewatch the Lions game and just rewatch that film again just to see like, all right, let's break down what Mason did against the Lions or, you know, you go back into preseason and like, well, let's see what, you know, Haskins did like in that game where he got to start against Carolina. And then I thought to myself, no, why would I do that? They both suck. I mean, I remember exa- I remember like it was yesterday. They were not good. And I understand that we all want to believe that, like, well, it could get better, especially with Haskins. People say, no, 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 come on. He's young. He could get better. And I agree with that. He could get marginally better. But he is starting from a place. I brought this up a million times on the show. He's starting from a place of being the worst quarterback in the National Football League as a starter in Washington. The worst one, right, by, by, by analytical metrics. So, uh, no, I mean, yes, he can get better, but like, look at where Joe Burrow is today. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is he going to get, is he ever, is Haskins ever getting anywhere close to where Joe Burrow is today? I very much doubt it. he can get better, but he's never getting there. And so for, you know, for me, it's, it's almost a non-starter. Yeah. It's a, to me, that's a whole different situation, but there is a reasonable way to look at how I think that the Steelers can actually go about setting up their quarterback situation next year. That'll give you options. And some of those options have to include mobility. If you hear the way Mike Tomlin talks about mobile quarterbacks, we'll get to that in the second segment, but first I gotta tell you guys about online gambling.com Steelers fans. We're all, we're all looking for an edge these days. And I'd like to thank online gambling.com for sponsoring today's podcast. If you don't know already online gambling.com is a website dedicated to giving betters the edge throughout the playoffs. They're providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help make your bets as informed as ever. The experts at OnlineGambling.com have sent me sent me a challenge, putting my own knowledge to the test and coming up with my early Super Bowl predictions. Tony, my predictions were the Bills, huh? The Cowboys, eh. so don't mm. listen to me. That, I give terrible betting advice. Go listen to OnlineGambling.com, where they'll be keeping a close eye on all the different things leading into each playoff games with all the news, edge information, and stuff that helps you get ready to make your best bet to make money on the NFL playoffs. Make sure to visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL for all the latest gambling news, tips, and info to beat the odds and give you the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to make the most of this year's playoffs and get the best gambling advice that you can get. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter here with Tony Serino breaking it down on a Thursday. Tony Thursdays? Um, Tony, let's get back into this talk. Now, Mike Tomlin has emphasized several times this year, basically, that mobile quarterback is the future. Yeah. Uh, when, it was, when it was the bye week and I was there you know, talking to him on, on his Tomlin Tuesday, he talked about how like, you know they spent their, their free weekend kind of studying mobile quarterbacks across the NFL and its impact on the game and what it's forcing defenses to do. And then he's talked several times this year about wanting a mobile quarterback, and they brought up again on Tuesday you know, the possibility of having one and what it might do to open up the offense. I also think it's important to remember when he's talking about mobile quarterback, he's not talking about Lamar Jackson. He's talking about simply being able to move around, excuse me, move <laughs> around in the pocket, get and, and have the kind of run that Mason Rudolph had at the end of the Chiefs game when he sprinted for like 20 yards and, and got and, and took what was there to him. The Steelers yeah. haven't had that in a long time with Ben Roethlisberger. It's maybe the early 2010s is the last time. I said the mid 2010s had a little bit of that at times. He he, he can yeah. he can move a little bit, but he hasn't been that Ben Roethlisberger for quite some time. 
how much of that should should be it, it should be and will be prioritized in the guys that they bring in? Because I still say the formula the Steelers are looking at here is you you have Haskins, you have Rudolph, you bring in uh you bring in a, a veteran free agent to compete and Mitchell if, Trubisky. Yep, 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 yep. We are on the same page there, Chris. Yep. I'm giving you the the, 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 the Chris doesn't like what you're saying, Luke. <laughs> but uh, but you, you you have those guys, and then your mm-hmm. fourth could be if if your quarterback of choice falls to you, you don't trade up for him. Like you said, this is not the class to do that. But say Kenny Pickett falls to you at twenty, yeah, that's a hard one to pass. You up. can't, yeah, no, no. I mean, if if Pickett falls, or I don't know, I need to do more work on Corral. But I feel like if Corral falls to maybe one of those I'm two. Not, you, I haven't been a big corral guy. I think he has potential, but yeah. like I'm, I'm a little. I, I think Kenny's the best decision maker slash guy that could work with what the Steelers need. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I, I like Malik Willis and Carson Strong if they're in the second or third rounds, but I don't think Malik Willis lasts that long. Carson Strong might though. Carson Strong had multiple knee injuries. I guess what I was hearing today about him. So yeah. Was a little, yikes. Yeah. No. I I think for you're right about the makeup of the room. It does seem like it's not look the dreams of the guys like Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson and all that from listening to Tomlin's comments. And then just kind of getting the insight of, of what the, the front office is telling guys like Mason and Haskins, like they're not, they're not thinking about those deals. So unless a deal kind of, you know, materializes out of thin air and they say, Hey, you know, one first round pick for Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, I, I mean, I, I guess, you know, that's not happening though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I think the makeup of the room you're talking about is right, which is, Mason versus Haskins versus, I mean, to me, it, it almost feels like if they take a, if they get a quarterback in free agency, like, a, like let's say it is like a Trubisky or a, you know, a Tyrod Taylor, someone like that, or Jameis mm-hmm. Winston, um, not someone who's a sure thing, but, but another guy to compete, then maybe that, that frees them up to go elsewhere in the first round of the draft. Even if a picket, well, I don't know, even if a picket falls, my goodness, how do you pass on Kenny Pickett given the need, but um, I think you're right about the mobility part of this. And, and I think it's not just mobility. It's, it's the ability to, to make plays out of structure. Yes. It's, it's the ability to kind of, when the play breaks down and we you you can know, still I, do something, we got to escape and you know, yeah, exactly. Still be able to make those plays. And you know, Ben Roethlisberger at 39 years of age was just not able to do that anymore. I mean, yeah. if it was not happening in structure, it was not happening whatsoever. And I think that was, um, you know, one of the many big faults of this offense, not just this year, but over the past couple of years, really. Um, so that, ha- that, I think they're going to prioritize that. And really, you know, you get a guy with youth, you're going to get, you're going to get the mobility part of it because, you know, any of these quarterbacks are going to be more mobile than Ben was, but I think they do need to prioritize looking for a guy who can be a little more creative outside of structure. Yeah, exactly. And, and the whole point is here is you need to be able to create and also force defenses to honor multiple things. When an yeah. RPO happens with most today, to most of today's NFL quarterbacks, it's not just the RPO of handing it to, to the running back. It's the RPO of handing it to the running back, running if they don't watch the quarterback, and then being able to consider, consider yeah. the throw. It freezes guys. But with Ben Roethlisberger, no one was worried if he ran. They, they, like, even if we don't, even if no one looks at him, he's only going to get five yards before we catch up to him. Whereas right. we saw again in the Chiefs game, Mason Rudolph, you know, they thought he had him sacked. He escaped and he was able to, to plot his way downfield for 20 yards. That stuff hurts. And you look at that and you're like, as a defense, like, oh man, we had those guys. That's what we're saying here is we're not saying it needs to be Malik Willis, who's the you know the most athletic, the fastest quarterback of this of this class, of the top of this class. Um, but you know, Kenny Pickett, we saw, I mean, the fake slide game in the ACC championship. Right. I was there covering that game. Yeah. That's one of the, even though he can't do that in the NFL, the fact that you can athletically get out and do that kind of stuff, that's exactly yep. what they're looking for here. And Matt Canada, who it looks like he's going to get another year, 
this would open up opportunities for him to run more of those RPOs that freeze defenders and then opens things up in the middle of the field and also freezes defenders for, you know, maybe they get you handed to Najee Harrison because they're too scared of the running quarterback or what else might happen. Then there that opens up opportunities for Najee. Yeah. Was it was it Haskins today uh, who said that? Um, Tomlin it, brought it up with him. Yeah, what brought up like the mobility part of, of yes. kind of limiting what Canada could do offensively and how mm-hmm. you know he he knows that mobility is a big part. Yep. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, because it you know you do wonder about and look, I, I know a lot of Steelers fans are are not happy today that Matt Canada is coming back, but you do wonder about you know how much of of the you know the Canadian offense that was that they were trying to run was you know just strictly limited, the not Canadian. just by Ben's arm. Yeah, the Canadian offense. That's what it is. Um, it's a lot of yaw and you know all that. Um, <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> just terrible. Bad. Uh, no, you, you do wonder how much of his offense was, was not just limited by Ben's arm and his unwillingness to throw the ball, you know, deep over the middle, but but the mobility part of it, you know, how much of it was just limited by, by Ben Roethlisberger and, and what he was physically uh, not able to do with his legs as well. No, it's absolutely part of the equation there because when you don't have that, and again, in today's NFL, you know, Justin Herbert isn't the fastest guy in the world, but he can hurt you with his legs. You know, having that Patrick Mahomes, he's not the fastest guy in the world, but he can roll out and buy time and throw on the run. And, and then if you don't, ta- if you don't have someone in front of him, he'll run, for, he'll run for more yards. It's just a threat that's needed in today's NF in today's NFL that gives an extra layer of you know forcing a defense to have to think and that's always my big thing with defenses you you want them to have to think about as much as possible to force them to hesitate and give you a chance to assert your will as an offense in the game so back back to this basically yes mason and Dwayne will get shots but they're not going to be the guys who um, who are just definitely going to have the the front the, the the front seat to the to the first opportunity? There's going to yeah. be I I I I would not I would not bet it I would not say that they're definitely not going to draft a rookie. Um, I think that, that that's something that they're considering. They're not going to reach for one. Like you know, if if three quarterbacks are gone by the twentieth pick, I don't see them going and getting a guy in the first round. Um, so you you say they won't you say you say they won't reach, but I do have this feeling that's look Sam Howell is not going to be a guy. I think as we get closer and closer to the process, that's going to be thought of as a top quarterback in this class mm-hmm. but i'm not going to be shocked at 20 if sam howell's the guy and that I might be, be shocked bit, but be that might be a little reach yeah that uh, that, that would be a reach and, uh, but but here's my other thing about it is that they won't trade picks this year for any of these guys like that's no what, no no you're not that, moving up yeah you're not moving no. up to get any if you trade trade Better picks not. for anything, right? If you trade picks for anything, it's one of those top cornerbacks. It's one of the top. It's it's for Tyler Lindenbaum, the top center. It's for one of those top offensive tackles or one of the top linebackers. Like that's those are the only things I see them trading up for this year because there are some guys at the top of this class that if they were able to bring in, oh boy, it would change. It would change a lot of things. I almost wonder if, and we'll talk more about this as we get closer and closer to April. But I, mm-hmm. I've started to think about this team maybe moving down. I know they never moved down, but but moving down this year, especially acquiring picks in next year's draft, may be something that as we get closer to the draft, we start thinking about just because of how you know the 2023 draft is. That is the quarterback draft, and if they're not going to be really really bad, then they're going to need a lot of picks to get up there to get that guy. So you know what? That's that's not that bad of an idea trading down this year. Um especially if your guy isn't there. Like if Lindenbaum is there, don't trade back. Like you know, okay. if 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 a, if a top guy at a position of need is there, you take him. But if those guys are gone, this is the time to trade back and get more assets, you know, for someone that wants to go and get their quarterback if they feel like Sam Howell or Matt Corral or or, or one of those guys is the answer. I you know, t- Tony 
Sometimes, sometimes. Every once in a while, you can a be little a genius. nugget here in a in a in a, in a <laughs> sea full of memes. There's just a little <laughs> a little gem in, in, a, in a in a sea full of memes. There can sometimes be a gem from Tony Serino. We're going to uh, we're going to take another quick break. When we come back. I want to talk to Tony uh, about his favorite person in the entire world, a person that he has long supported, long ad, ad, advocated for. Said that this man deserves every chance in the world. He thinks that the Steelers should have given him promotion by now. Keith Doc Butler. Hodges, Keith Butler. No. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Anyone that knows Tony, he hates Keith Butler. He's always hated Keith Butler. But anyway, now we're best friends. We're be besties. Yeah. Now we're besties, <laughs> especially but, today. Uh, but before we do that, we got to talk about TurboTax. People think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes, but for TurboTax live experts, that's what makes things interesting. Life changes are exciting, and they usually have tax implications. Maybe you were a full-time employee who decided to freelance, and now you need some advice on how to file as a contractor. Maybe you started your driving rideshare after your nine-to-five job, or maybe you just work in one state but live in another, and you need help reporting your income. Luckily, TurboTax Live has experienced experts dedicated to answering all of your tax questions and finding every deduction for you. And you can talk to them on your or from your phone without ever having to leave your house. Whether you got married, had kids, changed careers, TurboTax Live experts are ready to help you with your unique tax situation and get you the best tax outcome. To TurboTax Live experts, an interesting life can mean an even greater refund. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. You do your thing. They've got your taxes into it. TurboTax Live. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter here with Tony Serino, continuing our talk on Steelers offseason, early looks, and, and important things. Um, I talked about this briefly yesterday with Josh Taylor on this on the episode, uh, so go watch that and listen to that if you haven't. It was a good talk. Um, you know, the Steelers, are, you know, Mike Tomlin, he was, I'm optimistic about Matt Canada when they asked to so say, you're optimistic about Keith Butler? He said, who? Uh, no, he didn't say that. Uh, uh, yeah, he didn't say that. But he, he did the, say. The linebacker coach, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> but he did say about Keith Butler um, that, you know, they, are, they, they were disappointed about certain things on defense and that, you know, he didn't deny that there were retirement talks there. I mean, he, he said it's, right. it, those talks are between me. Aditi Kinkabwala, of course, reporting early on, on Monday, uh, you know, that she's heard rumblings that, you know, that, that, that Keith Butler could be you know a retirement possibility for the Steelers yeah. this year and and it Tony it it's not too much of a surprise you know Keith Butler you know they, the Steelers have had some great years with him but they've also had some not great years with him yeah um and uh you know you look you look at that you look the man's 65 years old you know he's yeah. been in the game for quite some time um and, and I think he deserves respect for the, the success that he was able to generate at times um but you, you're at a position where you do need to see where this defense is going to be. They're going to need to add a bunch of new pieces next year. I I kind of get what they're going with here. Do you think that this is this is a move that should have happened a long time ago, or this is kind of like just the right moment for it right now? Well, you know, I've kind of come around on this because you know, and this is like tinfoil hat, Tony. And is that even a really? I mean, it's like the the lightest aluminum foil I could find for this the one. Because lightest. This is, I don't I don't know that this is really a conspiracy anymore, so much as it is just kind of an open secret in Pittsburgh. Okay, which is the idea that like, okay, Keith Butler, yes, he is DC and he does help with the game plans and whatnot, but Tomlin is like super involved in the defense. I mean, it's been a rumor forever in Pittsburgh mm -hmm. that that was the case, and so. I think what, what we're going to get here. So, I, I look, so just just to finish that thought, I think looking back at Keith Butler and his tenure, you know, I I, I have kind of softened the stance on him because, yeah, you know, again, I don't know how much of it is him and how much of it is Tomlin, and 
you know, look, I think early on, certainly the miscommunications and the 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 consistent um, problems that that defense had year in and year out, especially during during years one through three, really going mm-hmm. back all the way to 2017. I mean, that was the most frustrating time. Um, but you know, obviously, recently with the acquisition of, of Minka Fitzpatrick in that secondary and the emergence of T.J. Watt, um, you know, while while yes, I would this this defense specifically the 2021 defense was horrifically bad in run defense mm-hmm. you know, they were still able to find ways to win football games right very yeah. much in a kind of mike tomlin throw style points out the window type of way right it's not 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 a great team out there but they they found ways and i think defensively had a big part to do with it um I, I i when you look past this though i do wonder do they go outside you know there's a lot of people who want vic fangio to be brought in and that kind of thing and vic fangio coming in would be a very different you know schematic shift yeah. for this team um so you know, my thought, and I think everyone's thought immediately is like, no, they're just going to promote from within because, uh, you know, if Tomlin has as much influence as he says, you know, you're going out, you're going from the outside to say like, hey, do you want to like work with me? Because I'm like the D.C., but you're going to like, you know, it's it's a weird situation. Um, so that's why I think I think Terrell, uh, Terrell Austin is likely to, I think, just to be take over the role because he makes the most sense. Right. To me, that he, he does. Um, and, and we talked about this as well with Josh about the potential of, Ter- of Terrell Austin. Um, you know, one, you know, the Steelers promoting from within, I know some people see that as a bad thing, but it's actually been something that's been a staple of theirs for quite some time has led to a lot of successes. I mean, Ken Wisenhunt, their Super Bowl champion coordinator with the Steelers that went on to become a head coach. He was a promotion from within. Um, Chan Gailey was a promotion with, from within. Dick LeBeau was a promotion from within. You know, they've had they've had guys stemming back to even before Tomlin that, that were promotions from within. Um, you know, Bruce Arians, where they got a Super Bowl with Ben Roethlisberger in 2008, 2009. Yeah. He was a promotion from within, um, you know, and yes, you can point to and, and, and be upset about Adrian Clem and Matt Canada for now. Uh, we'll, we'll see, see the next. Canada one, though. I mean, is the Canada the Clem and can I mean, these guys were with the organization one year before. That's they, true. They're they're, they're a little like bit different promotions from within. Like It's not like the guys have been around for 10 years and finally got his chance. It's like this guy came here like two years ago. So, right. No, no, no. I, I, I get that entire entirely. Yeah. But um you know, but you know, with Terrell Austin, this will be this was his third season with the team. Yeah. So he's he's a little bit different. Um, and and he's also a guy. He's not coming in like Matt Canada. He's never been an NFL head coach before last year when he was the Steelers quarterback coach. Terrell Austin is coming in. He's been the defensive backs coach for the Seahawks, the uh, the Cardinals both times when the Steelers played them in the Super Bowl. Um, the Ravens when they won the Super Bowl. He was a defensive coordinator for the Lions and the defensive coordinator for the Bengals and was a good I mean, the Bengals that was a rough year, but the the the, the line, yeah. But yeah, the Lions yeah. he, he did a good job work working with Campbell in, in that in that team um and making them competitive. He's I, I think one thing that's a big merit, and I said this yesterday as well, is with the Steelers, there is a value to a coach knowing the players and knowing how to work around the players because he's been with them for so mm-hmm. for so long. And make it letting them step up to be coordinator because now you can you can talk because in, in in all these exit interviews that they're doing right now, getting to you know getting their 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 final vibes from the players and coaches, they're going to ask them, "What do you think about Terrell Austin?" And, and there's going to be people, "I love him." Like Mika Fitzpatrick yeah. said, "I don't want to talk about him because I don't want other people to know that he's this good." Yeah. Um, there is a sense there. I, I think it makes sense to give Terrell Austin a, a shot here, unless you know, uh, you know, there's there's another candidate out there that that that, that knocks your socks off. Um, you know, Vic Fangio is interesting to me, um, but you know, I think Terrell Austin. I mean, his first year when they got Minka Fitzpatrick, the Steelers became all about turnovers, and not just Minka, but like a lot of guys 
Yeah. They, they flipped from being just, you know, hey, we're going to break up the pass to let's go get the football. And I think that, that that could be a huge factor if they go and get a couple players in free agency in the draft this year. There's, there's no I, – I understand the thought process around Pittsburgh right now, which is like we need – you know, you need fresh blood. This team is, you know, it's, you know old and busted stuff. I, I get the, the idea, but defensively, is it really – are we really saying that, like, the – Defensively, the problem here is the the scheme has been wrong now no. for the past, like in, or especially in 2021. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think look the the real problem defensively is that they they lost a ton of talent. Right, yeah. you look at Bud Dupree, Mike Hilton, Vince Williams very late in the process, which made them go out and get Schobert. Yeah. Um, and then you know they lost both Alu Alu and Tuit. Mm-hmm. Um, those those you know that you're going to you're going to take a step backwards. I don't care how good your coach is, you're going to take a step backwards. From that, um, so I, I just don't know that from a defensive standpoint that they they really need fresh blood in there. You know what they're doing is working. They need they need a little bit better talent. But it's not like look this defense for as for as, as bad as they were and mm-hmm. as much as they lost, they should have been much worse this year. Yeah, I mean, you had you had one of the worst run defenses in the National Football the, League, the worst run defense in the in the NFL this year. They were oh, they by ranked yards last. by yards. Yeah. Okay. Oh well, yeah, D- yeah for DVOA. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, but I, I know, I know, I know. I get, I get carried away with the DVOA EPA stuff, but, but they, no, no, but they were like 29th, I think, in DVOA. So still, no, still, you're not, uh, you're not far away. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they were in the in the in the realm, but um, so yeah, I mean, I think you need to improve your defensive line. Obviously, getting to it back would be great, or just you know, getting a getting better players there is what you need. You don't need like new ideas to fix the run defense. It was pretty obvious to everybody what happened there. No, no, you're absolutely right. And also, when you look at the majority of their wins this year, even with that being a problem, you know, they they had they I believe they had I'm just checking my numbers here. They had one or they, they had two of their wins where the opponent scored 20 points or more. Yeah. And yeah. every other one of their wins, Broncos, they allowed 19, Ravens allowed 19, uh, Bills, 60. That offense, you continue to look at this that Bills team this year, and you're like, what the heck happened in week that one? That game is still incredible. It's, it's, yeah. it's one of the craziest games we've, we've – and the Titans, too. I mean, like, the fact that right, – I mean, I know yeah. the Titans aren't a very good team because, well, they're, they're the one seed, but I think everyone looks at them and goes, eh, one seed. Yeah, one seed. Really? <laughs> <laughs> but, they, I mean, they beat them and they held them to 13 points, and they, and they got, what was it, four turnovers in that game. Yeah, four turnovers. Yeah. Um, they held them to 13 points, the Browns to 14, um, and to 10 points and the Ravens to 13 points. I mean, that defense, it did all it could do this year with the limitations that it had. So I'm right with you. It's not about just gutting the entire system and saying, Hey, TJ, Watt, learn how to do this. Dude. It's going to be about, Hey, let's, let's get a new fresh face in here. Maybe, yeah. you know, let's, let's, let's maybe add some things to tweak a little bit, but you're also going to be adding, I, I foresee the Steelers adding a, a serious linebacker addition to pair with Devin Bush, a, probably a top cornerback. If not, they, if they don't just bring back a Keller Witherspoon or Joe Hayden, um, and maybe even if they still, still, even if they do, um, and they bump Cameron Sutton back to the inside. Um, and I, I fully see, them either getting to it and Lulu back. Lulu said he already said he'll be back. Yeah. Or if or if to it can't come back, them going and getting a defensive lineman again. They're going to have a ton of money in cap space. Um, and you, you put yourself back in a position where maybe you're back in 2019s where there's not really any major gaps in the defense, and you're thinking, okay, go out there and kick some butt. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I, exactly. I, th- I think you know you, you got to address corner and you got to mm-hmm. you got to do something with the D line. You know, it, it's. They're in a weird spot on the D line because Alouel is going to be 35, and we're not sure, you know, yet what what's going on with Tuit. But once they get clarity in those spots, you know, if they, they get clear on the D line, like Alouel is coming back and and Tuit's coming back, well, then you focus on you focus on corner, you focus on linebacker, like you said, and then you know, 
the last the last quarter of the season for Alex Highsmith was really really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to pair Highsmith with Watt now with a hopefully rejuvenated defensive line, and and you know you're going to rush you're going to rush the passer, and even if they don't get a top flight corner. When you get after the quarterback, you make things a little easier on the, on the guys behind you. So, um, no, I'm right there with you. you know, promote from within. Keep the same. Keep the same ideas. Improve the players and focus on what is the hard part of this thing this offseason, which is going to be, well, you got a long way to go offensively. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the offense is going to take take a lot of investment as well. But again, this is the most money we'll ever see the Steelers have in free agency in the past 20 years. So, yeah, uh, they, they're going to have the opportunity to do that. You're going to focus on that in the draft. I really think there's going to be a lot of things that look new. But Terrell Austin, g- him getting the promotion is not a bad idea. I don't think I think that it's no. a it's it's a legitimate idea that the the con the confines and the constructs of this defense will give this team a chance to win. They just they just need to have a more balanced offensive look. Well, thank you again for everyone for checking us out here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Thank you, Tony, for coming in as always and giving us your great insights and crazy takes, uh, you know, and, and leading your hype Anyone trains. who wants to join the Mitchell Trubisky hype train, just oh, let me know. Boy. By the way, I'm also starting as a side hype train, the Mitchell Trubisky and Allen Robinson to Pittsburgh hype train. You can join me on Steeler Country or on Twitter at Steeler Country absolutely and don't forget to watch him on afc north talk it's a fun show where he talks yep. to all the afc other north north uh fans on the show they do a great job it's really entertaining tony thanks as always for joining us here uh do follow him at steeler country on twitter um you can also find me chris chris carter on twitter and instagram at carter critiques you can read me at dkpittsburghsports.com you can also find this podcast on apple spotify google podcast and odyssey but of course right here on youtube if you watch the video hit the like button it helps us out hit the subscribe button button of a channel um to uh to uh, on the channel to get more of our daily content if you want to support us more give us a five-star review with a positive comment and you'll get a shout at the end of the show like this person who left one very recently with son of shaft says uh best Steeler podcast love your information fairness with everything Steelers thank you son of shaft for your five-star review uh definitely want to play some Isaac Hayes music right now after talking about some shaft uh but anyways thanks so much for checking us out thank you for your five-star review if you want your shout out give us a give us one of your five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. leave a positive comment with it and we'll talk talk it up all right that being said Tony Thursday is done with we hope you enjoyed the show tomorrow it's Jenna Harner Fridays. We get you ready for some more playoff football. No stress this time, Steelers fans. You get to watch other fans stress out. Should be a fun time. We'll talk about that on tomorrow's show. Go Titans.